Okay, welcome to me having a uh, conversation about things I know nothing about. Um, me speculating on things. Um, <laughs> I had a conversation with a friend a couple of weeks ago, and somehow he got into this this thing about how he remembered. I think it's come up a couple times in the past month or so, actually, and not a whole conversation about these topics, but just random memories. Um, there's a, a really good friend of mine who lives in Japan, who is living in the States and Japan and Hawaii. He's been all over the place and we haven't seen each other in person since like 2008, I think. That would be the, the yeah, I think that was the last time. And, uh, yeah, we, we were like friends while I was in high school and anyway, so we were having, we just send voice notes back and forth a lot. Every once in a while, we'll catch each other live on Messenger and, and, and have a phone call that way. But um, yeah, he was just, oh, I think a lot of our conversations are about our youth because of that, even though we talk about the present and the future as well. But we definitely dip into nostalgia and youth and unpacking things a lot because of just how our friendship was and is and how it's traveled through time and changed. But one of the things that he brought up was just that he, he had, again, on more than one occasion about how his inability to handle certain objects with a certain amount of care, uh, whether they be CDs or books or whatever, and how I'm very much the opposite and always have been, from his memory anyway. And he just talked about how even just like this writing book that I would have in my backpack all the time and or just the way that I would handle my CDs or my books or whatever. And at some point I started thinking about why that is and why I handle media with such reverence. And part of it is because there's a functional component. Like if you're handling DVDs and CDs in a way that they're getting scratched up and smudged and dirty and all this, well, they're simply just not going to work properly. They're just simply not going to function anymore and so it's nothing about the aesthetic. It is pure functionality that, that you hold a disc on the edges and, and whatever, right? It's bananas to see people just, just hold it. Ugh. Fingers on the underside of a disc. But I mean, I, I <clears throat> you know, I want the thing to keep working. And part of that might go back to like not having very much money uh, ever, <laughs> um, almost ever, I guess. Uh, but especially in my youth and just taking care of the things that, that we did have and, and that kind of thing. Um, but even just handling books and the way that I handle my books, it's, I mean, they're meant to be read, but I don't want them unnecessarily worn. And for me, that means, you know, placing it in a backpack in a specific way that it's not going to get more damaged. Um, you know, always having a proper bookmark or a bookmark, like, whatever the proper one is for that book, I guess, because uh, I make my own generally. So there's a lot of different things you can do to handle your stuff. And everyone has a different way that they do it and why. And I don't, you know, write notes in my books. I don't highlight, I don't circle, I don't star thing, whatever. I don't write in my books. Um, and I've carried so many of them for so long and years. And same thing with music. And, and anyway, there's a lot of media that I have and, I, and I'm very protective of it. Like there are times where I, I would rather buy someone their own copy of a book than let them borrow one of mine. 
um, depending on what the book is, I already have some that are set aside for that very purpose to give away to people. Because I'm like, oh, this is a really good book. And, you know, I would suggest it to somebody, but I, I rather than lend them mine, I would rather them buy their own or I would give it to them uh, if I have one that's an extra. Anyway, all that intro to say that I think for me, the reason why or a reason why I treat media with such reverence or that type of media, books, CDs, DVDs, um, magazines, I think that there's a part of that other than just like the financial means and the functionality of the thing is that I treat them with reverence because they were something and still are something that, how do I word it? I had a note and I don't remember if I still have, if I still have my note here or if I just deleted it because I was talking about it. Oh, I just deleted it. So, um, that I handle things with such reverence um, because It helped me escape. I think that as a youth, those were the things that were of value to me, but not of value just because of financial means and whatever. It's like I placed value on them. To me, those things were art. Art is what helped me escape. Even before I was really creating it, even though there was an act of creating through writing in my teens for sure, um, <clears throat> that I, I used art as a, you know, I always talk about being a fan first, and I shouldn't say I always talk about it. I've talked about it numerous times in the past and still maintain that, that I feel like a fan first, especially because there's so much art that I don't create at all, um, but I feel reverent, again, about art and about media and about the physical physical media because that's part, part, part of it is because that's what I grew up with. And how can you treat digital media with reverence it's really different you would treat the, the device with reverence in, in which it, it is on like if you had some type of e-reader or my phone plays my music or whatever or even like my iPod for a while right but the discs themselves I was handling for how long I had a CD player you know I still have something I use to play DVDs because I want the movie that I want at that moment. The same reason that I don't subscribe to any streaming service for music because I just want to own the music. I just want it to be there when I want it all the time. I want access to all of it all the time. And movies, I you know, I, I do have Netflix um, and, and I enjoy watching a lot of that, that, that content. But <clears throat> there are movies that I love and shows that I love that I want to watch it when I want to watch it. And if it's not on Netflix anymore because they took it off, I'm screwed. So no, I want it. I want it, you know, when I want it. But I think that there is this element of art was, was my way of escaping. And therefore I treat it with reverence because it, it is, <clears throat> if I keep going with that religious uh, verbiage, I guess that, that the art was and is the savior. So <clears throat> for me, art is church, right? Like listening to an album in bed when I was in high school was church. Me going for a walk and listening to an album and screaming along with it is, is, is my, you know, was my method of, of worship. Uh, so, you know, watching movies was all, reading books, like all those things were escapism. And it's interesting too, just because 
visual art was very much not, and still isn't something that I go out of my way to look for. It's interesting just because that's a whole different conversation, but I create it more than I create any other type of art, visual art, but I don't, I don't collect it the same way. I don't look at a piece for hours and hours and really enjoy it. Um, I have decor, I have art, I have design, I have things that I enjoy looking at in my home, things that give me joy um, and happiness and their, you know, aesthetic as well. But there's more emotional attachment tied to those things than there is like, um, I don't know, and I guess art should have an emotional attachment, but the type of art that I have in my home, there's, I don't know, there's more nostalgia and memories and some is just like fun knickknacky decor type stuff. Uh, kitsch, I don't know. But I just think that the reason that I hold such a reverence for those material things, that I don't for every material thing that I own, there still is an element of like, hey, I want to take care of my stuff because it needs to be functional and I can't just go out and buy something whenever I wreck something and that's not sustainable nor healthy for me or the planet or whatever. But there's that element of I take care of things differently or more so than other things because of the value I place on them. And, and there's the idea of books. Like I love the idea of books, but I love books too. I love the idea of reading, but I love the act of reading as well. And I place a lot of importance on those things. I, I, there's a lot of symbolism in my bookshelf of just having that. Um, and there's a functionality as well. And I want to keep things as functional as I can for as long as I can. But again, there's this value, and that value is put on there by me just like subconsciously because of usage, because of why am I using these things? Why do I love these things so much? Why? Why? Yeah. And it's because it it adds to my life, and it, it did then. Like, again, in times of, of massive struggle for years, um, how did I get out of that small town? I couldn't leave whatever I wanted to. It wasn't always through social interaction. It wasn't through, I mean, we're talking about, I didn't have a computer in the home. I didn't have a smartphone. We're talking about not, not pre-internet, but I could only access the internet in school. Like it wasn't like I could just reach out and find a community that way either. And I mean, I found community within my town. I found some social groups within my town, but they're few and far between and they're not always going to be there. And so I think that was just that independent part of me too, that learned that early on being a latchkey kid and stuff is like, how do I entertain myself? You know, being bored would be, is a sin. Like, I feel like, how can you ever be bored? Like, if you love life, you know, how can you be bored? Um, being bored is like the worst feeling ever. And, 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 it, and it's a thing that I have to work with and work on because if I have nothing, <clears throat> I could be bored. It's really difficult for me to just sit there and think and occupy my time. I think all the time without wanting to think. So it's not something that I need a conscious, um, I need to make a conscious effort to do or use the time to do. So I mean, like I need a thing to entertain me in a way, like whether it be a, I don't need a person, I just need a thing. I need a, a pencil and a paper or I need, you know, um, music or books or something if I don't have the, the options of, of everything. Anyway, <clears throat> I just think that's why I play such an important <clears throat> why I place such, uh, again, a reverence or, or value on art and why I treat it so, like, the physical medium, the f 
physical objects that have art within them, why I treat them so well and um, with care, because I that's what saved me. Like, I feel like that's what helped me. That's what, it was so meaningful and impactful and positive and a way for me to not be stuck and not be drowning in sorrow and anxiety and everything else that I think that it doesn't mean, and I guess I go back to this of like, from the conversation with my friend that like the way that part of it is just luck I guess too and that I have the capability to do those things as I grew to value those things but I mean like for him he would value his basketball you know and I don't think he was losing his basketball every other day or at all Uh, I think he played with his basketball he he dribbled it all the way from home and school every day that he possibly could because that's what that was his escape and that was his value like he placed value on that that was his method of of even coping in the moment of just the bilateral and just like dribbling back and forth and to work through the trauma he was going through right for me walking was a big one walking with music though i couldn't just walk um i just needed to walk with music and that was so helpful in those moments and how we battled anxiety without knowing it and, you know, he, he understands and values what books and media can represent. And he enjoys, you know, reading and the concepts there. But for him to take care of a book is really hard. And, again, I, that's why this is so, so much speculation, too, of just, like, capability of, of keeping track of things and knowing where your stuff is and whatever. And I place a lot of value on that because I think that if you know where your stuff is, then you place a lot of value on it. It's on your mind. You're thinking of it. And that's not necessarily the be all and end all i think there's some people who just don't have the resources cognitively to to always have that in the back of their minds because they're dealing with other things or there's limitations that are there but i think i don't know there's just an explanation i guess in, in this realization that i had of why physical media why do i treat it the way that i treat it and why i would get upset or sticky if somebody were to um, mishandle or misplace something that is mine that that is like that part of it is there's a financial element you know and part of it is like why are you not valuing this thing the same way i am and i think that i kind of answer my own question there just this is why i value those things Mm -hmm.